Recording in progress. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Jessica. So recording has been in progress, in case anyone missed that little memo. Oh. <laughs> I was cracking myself. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Just leave it. We're not professionals. We do this shit for fun. So We do. And I mean, we're on Zoom tonight. We are on Zoom. So I like that we can be in two different locations. Um, so yeah. I apologize if the sound's a little wonky, but hey, I'm rolling with it. Let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. So how was your week? I'm here. Oh, it was great, actually. We had a little gathering on Friday, which was like a Christmas party slash karaoke extravaganza, which I'm always about. Yes, that was so much fun. And I loved everybody's ugly sweater. Yours wasn't ugly, though. You had like a dress on. So it was okay. Well, here's the issue. I got an ugly sweater. It's still in China. Oh, what's China doing with your ugly sweater? They don't need it. Well, I ordered it, and it has ghosts and reindeer skeletons on it. What? Yeah, but it didn't arrive in time, so I will wear that next year. That is so or cute. You could just wear that maybe anytime. all year round. <laughs> you can wear that at any time. I all mean, the time. Wear it every day if you have to. So maybe you'll see it after the new year when mm. I actually receive it. I would be happy to. You can wear it to one of our podcast episodes. I totally will, one hundred percent. Now I need a now I need a sweater with ghosts and skeleton reindeer on it. Yeah. Okay. We all do. We all do. Who doesn't need that kind of sweater in their life? Exactly. Well, it's almost Christmas. Crazy. Yeah, and if you don't celebrate Christmas tonight, is the first night of Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to everybody who celebrates that. Happy Hanukkah, Happy but Hanukkah. also I still think it's Halloween. Yes, it's still Halloween in our brains. Yes. Always. Okay. I it's not this, just me. No, I shared this picture of a gingerbread cookie. I don't know if you happen to see that one. And it was half of a zombie and half of a regular <laughs> gingerbread cookie. And it's like, when you love Christmas, but you can't let go of Halloween. I totally saw that and I related to it yeah, so hard. Absolutely. We have to make like like dark gingerbread houses or something. We got to market that Ooh, for the people like, who still uh, love Halloween. Yeah, like haunted house gingerbread houses. Yes. <gasps> we are on to something. Don't steal our idea, people. Oh my gosh, we have to do that next year. Yeah, we have to or someone's going to take our idea because we just put it out into the universe across the world. TM. TM. All right. <laughs> so... This week, I was going to obviously focus on the holidays, and I just, I was looking up some ghost stories, and I thought, what better ghost stories to check than Christmas ghost stories, because I celebrate Christmas, you celebrate Christmas, so I thought, why not we talk about five true Christmas ghost stories to keep you awake at night until Santa comes? I'm all about that. I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like a Christmas ghost is like here it like, is here so i don't know if you know the history though of but of them of the in the olden days how people used to tell stories at christmas time no so the um it's it's a long thing and i'll you know i don't want to bore you to death but basically it's one of the times of year where everybody would sit around and share scary stories 
at Christmas time on Christmas Eve. And I said, um, what part of life can I be a part of that? I don't know. But it was more of like a European thing and it never really came over to the Western world. So if it did, if it did continue over on our world, we would be telling, you know, creepy stories around a campfire on Christmas Eve. That is amazing because then it's like two Halloweens in one year. Yes. It's so, I know, it would be awesome. So there's Is a, that where, like, uh, the Christmas, was it Christmas Carol came from? Yes. Like, that's why that Yeah, exists? so Charles Dickens was the one that kind of kicked it off with, you know, <sighs> why oh, there's yeah. holiday stories. You know, it. He um he brought it to life, I guess, of what they used to do back in the day when, you know, they don't have television and things. So they would sit around and tell each other creepy stories and... Um, I just thought, it oh was, my gosh, it was fucking awesome. I just thought like on Christmas Eve, if I like sit my kids down and I'm like, all right, kids, <laughs> it's time for stories. And then I start telling them scary ghost stories, like how I'd that like, would go over. Uh, what? <laughs> They're like, um, do we have to leave milk and cookies for Santa still? Or what's happening? For the ghosts. Leave yeah. milk and cookies for the ghosts. I know. Should they be ghost shaped cookies? You know? Yes. Um, <laughs> so I am just looking up my latest article. Give me one second here. So I was, uh, I was thinking like today, I'm like, shit, it's one, it's almost Christmas. I'm like, what do I do my, you know, episode on? And I'm like, well, it just makes sense that there's gotta be a lot of haunted fucking cool stories. And, um, that's Lo and I behold. Went, yeah, that's when I went down the rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, the origin of uh, Christmas ghost stories, it was in um, Victorian England that telling supernatural tales at the end of the year, specifically during the Christmas season, went from an oral tradition to a timely trend. So huh. the history, you know, I'm just I just because I had to bring it up. Um, this is, you know. The song Jingle Bells, chestnuts roasting on an, over an open fire, various types of poultry in assorted shrubbery, and horror stories. One of those things doesn't seem quite seem to fit with the others, but scary ghost stories and tales of the glories have been an integral part of Christmas celebrations for certain cultures for centuries. So, um, is it a tri- Christmas tradition? It said, but how did something like that, um, it's much much more associated with the fall and Halloween, end up but quickly just diminishing Christmas tradition. So, um, you know, we think about things like using Christmas celebrations, like pre-Christian times. So this says Oliver Cromwell Mm -hmm. may have been hinting about the less than Christian origins of some holiday traditions when he had the Puritans create an ordinance in 1644 following the outcome of the English Civil War, et cetera, et cetera, which abolished the feast day of Christmas as well as Easter and Whitsun. I'm not sure it's another name for the festival of Pentecost. So a whole bunch of religious shit going on that a lot of different traditions started back in the day. Okay. So shops, right. shops were to remain open and soldiers would patrol the streets and seize food being prepared for a feast on those days. That sounds horrible. Oh, they would seize it. Okay. But Cause from, they wanted to eat it. I don't know. So from, from 1659 to 1681, the Massachusetts Bay colony and what would eventually become the United States banned the celebration of Christmas with the penalty being a five shilling fine, approximately three days wages for a skilled tradesman. So 
anyway, then it starts talking about the winter, winter solstice, um, about it was a tradition to sit around the fires to build, to build, excuse me, built to ward off the darkness with the Yule log and celebrate the rebirth of the sun. Um, and then it just says humans haven't changed much biologically, you know, reactions to a harmless scare, elevated heart rate, endorphin rushes caused by adrenaline. It's essentially the same. Uh, the reaction to hearing a ghost story around the burning Yule fire became a tradition, a feeling of warmth and group bonding at what was the coldest and darkest time of year. This tradition lasted for several hundred years until Christmas celebrations were halted by the Puritans. And then it just goes on to talk about, you know, the Charles, you know, 1843 is when the publication of Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol came out. So does it explain like why we stopped doing it? Um, it looks like it's just, uh, it looks like it, it just kind of fell apart. Um, after um, it looks like several hundred years. So it's now it's, um, they reduced feast days. Many Christmas traditions were now seen as old fashioned. Okay. So Ugh. then this movie comes out while there was, or I'm sorry, the, the publication, excuse me, while there was a small uh, resurgence of Christmas spirit taking place as a counter to the dehumanizing aspects of the industrial revolution. This is super, you know, history lesson right here. Um, Charles Dickens was able to capture this burgeoning movement in the text. So if you're not familiar, I actually love A Christmas Carol. I think it's a badass love movie. It. And I love that they remade it so many different ways because it's ghosts on Christmas. Like, come on now. It I all know. makes sense My now. favorite rendition of it is the Muppet one. Oh, that is cute. I think... I love the Muppet one. I think I like... Okay, so I'm a little cheesy. I like the Mickey one. That's just adorable. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, if you don't want something that's like scary for kids, that's adorable to watch. Yeah. Um, if you want something kind of dark, uh, there's one there. They did a series on, I think it was FX or something. Um, and that was pretty dark. I think that was about maybe two or three years ago. Um, and then there's the, the one with Jim Carrey. I actually really like it's very, I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, that's good. I saw it in the movie theater in 3D. So keep in mind, like, when he's flying around and stuff, you know, because the ghosts are dragging him everywhere. It's like it was coming out in the theater because I was in, like, 3D. So wow. it was it was pretty awesome. I Maybe that's why I like I it so much. didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's awesome. All right. I have to watch it. Yes. So anyway, um, basically the the... Christmas Carol became like a cultural phenomenon, like bah humbug, you know, is the, you know, the phrase. And then, um, oh, they actually do mention the Muppets here. So the phrase most, most used by Ebenezer Scrooge was bah humbug. Um, and then the figure of Father Christmas helped inspire Thomas Nast during the creation of the modern portrayal of Santa Claus. And the story has been retold in film no less than 27 times since 1901, most importantly, immortalized wow. as a cultural touchstone in the 1992 by the Muppets. Yay! Yay! 1992. Oh, goodness, I was 10. So anyway, <laughs> so it's just saying, like, relax near the Yule Log and perhaps uh, consider something to tell your family to send a chill down your spine or, you know, that isn't necessarily from the weather. It's just to keep the oldest traditions after all as 
Dickens reminds us, let us keep Christmas well. So that's the history. I couldn't resist giving you the history because you asked. And now <laughs> I will talk about five true Christmas ghost stories to keep you awake at night. Well, I love this because I feel like we should bring this back. I do too. It should too. still be a part of our culture. Like, let's tell yeah. ghost stories all year round. Let's do it. Let's start a let's... podcast and tell ghost stories all year round. We should. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, while we're recording this podcast, we're going to think of another podcast, apparently, that we're not already doing. Um, okay. Christmas and ghost stories. All right. So again, it may not seem like two great tastes that taste great together, but they're actually a perfectly natural fit. And it's just talking about how, you know, the glories of Christmas is long time ago. So here are five, some, uh, chilling stories that have been sent in. This one's called the bright light and the calm watchdog. I had an unusual visitor on Christmas Day, 2008, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Santa Claus passing by my house in Bloomington, Indiana. The day started in typical fashion with the opening of gifts around the Christmas tree. I served an early Christmas dinner for family and friends and everybody departed by 5 p.m. except my sister and brother-in-law who lived with me. They were sleeping in a bedroom at the end of the hall with the door open. I went into my bedroom with my dog, Toby and... Oh, my dog, Toby, excuse me, my dog, Toby, and shut the door. It's all like written in fancy font over here and shut the door securely. <laughs> I was just dozing off when I heard the latch on my bedroom door open. I waited several seconds for my sister or brother-in-law to ask me whatever they came to say, but there was no other sound. It was almost 7 p.m. So my bedroom was pitch black. I had left lights on in the kitchen and the bathroom, and there were lots of Christmas lights in the living room. So the hallway would have been well lit. I would be able to see whoever was at the door just by lifting my head. I pushed the blankets down and lifted my head from the pillow, but just as I would have been able to see who was in the doorway, an extremely bright light hit me right in the eyes. I shielded huh. my eyes and yelled, turn out that fucking light. You're blinding me. The light immediately disappeared and I heard the bedroom door latch closed. My bedside light is a touch lamp. So I tapped it on and looked around the bedroom. There was no one in the bedroom except me and Toby. Toby jumped off the bed and went to the door without showing any signs of alarm. At first, I wasn't frightened because Toby is a Dutch shepherd, well-trained to be an excellent watchdog and proven personal protection dog. Since Toby was already up, I decided to go let him outside and see what sis or brother-in-law needed. When I went into the hallway, I could see both of them still in bed. I took oh to I know. <laughs> I got chills. I took Toby <laughs> to the living room to let him outside and there was nobody there either. So who opened my bedroom door and turned a spotlight on my face? Like most people, the thoughts of loved ones are always close at hand during the holiday season. When I went first went to lie down, I was thinking how happy I was that my small family had enjoyed a pleasant Christmas, but it would have been so much better if my mother and my brother had still been alive to share it with us. I would like to think it was my brother's spirit stopping by to say Merry Christmas. I still think of you too. I haven't been able to debunk this strange event or find any kind of rational explanation. I'm half afraid that my heart stopped during my sleep and the light I saw was the bright light people report after near-death experiences. Leave it to Oh, me. it's nice to think, though, that it's like her, what, her mm. brother or mother. I know. 
That would be cute. That's though. nice. Yeah. So it says, leave it to me to see the stairway to heaven and ruin my chance at eternal paradise by saying, turn out that fucking light. I made a mental note <laughs> that if I ever see another bright light to clean up my language, just in case. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> turn off that fucking light. That would light. be me. <laughs> That's like that meme where it's like, um, you get to, to uh, heaven and it's like, you see your ex and it's like, oh, I see you let cockroaches in here like and it's like god's like stop it don't stop just stop. go just go turn around and go <laughs> so yeah we always think about <clears throat> excuse me we always think about um you know our relatives and that have passed away so uh sorry for anyone who's recently had a loss in their family and this is a, might be a tough time of year for you um, but just know that maybe take some comfort in little signs that they're just trying to tell you hello or saying happy holidays. And hopefully it's not something that, you know, scares you. We're not trying to scare you, but you know, if you do have a big fucking bright light in your face, I don't know how to help you if we don't, we don't know. Where yeah. It-, it sounds like that this person was not scared of Mm-mm. whatever happened. Yeah. They were just like, oh shit, better get my act together. So if it wasn't <laughs> the pearly gates of heaven, I'm not doomed to hell. <sighs> okay. So this one's called the returned relative. It was Christmas time of 1995 or 96 at my aunt's house on a reservation in North Dakota. Some of my family was in the living room watching television. The kids were playing in the rooms or sleeping. And my uncle, aunt, and I were sitting at the table putting a puzzle together. My cousin, who worked at a casino, would come home around midnight or 1 a.m. This night, as she pulled up and was walking toward the house, she looked in the window and saw me sitting at the table, my uncle sitting across from me, and someone standing to the left of me, and someone standing in the corner. So she continued to walk in the house, thinking nothing of it. As we were sitting there talking, she looked at me and asked who was standing next to me a few minutes ago and who was in the corner. I told her no one, and she said, yeah, there was someone standing next to you. It looked like your mom, and she was playing with your hair. I have long hair, which I used to wear down all the time. She said this person was running her hand on my hair like a mother does to a child. It kind of freaked me out, being I was probably only 12 or 13 at the time. My cousin swears up and down that someone was standing over me, rubbing my head and watching me put the puzzle together with my aunt and uncle, and that there was another person standing behind this person. We got around to thinking it was probably her mom she saw. She passed away on her birthday a week before Christmas back in 1992. In my family, we consider our aunts and uncles to be just like our moms and dads. After thinking that it could have been her, it didn't scare me so much. However, we couldn't figure out who the person was standing in the corner, and always around Christmas time, something strange always happens, and we just think it's her visiting us. Yeah. See, that's lovely. <laughs> These are like really lovely Christmas stories. I know. Although I, I do think that's so sweet. But could you imagine seeing somebody standing behind someone, and like petting their hair, and then you're like, "Who is that person?" And they're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, I would shit myself. Like. <laughs> It's a sweet story, but I would be like, the fuck? I mean. I can't hear you. Oh, no. All right. Let me pause this. So that was fucking weird. What what just happened? It literally felt like aliens descended and it was just like, 
womp, 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 womp. And I couldn't hear anything you were saying. And then I restarted my phone and like everything on my phone is like gone. What? Like my home screen, my background screen, it's all gone. So I don't know. That's fucking weird. And I read into things sometimes and I'm like, we're talking about ghosts. And they're fuck they fuck with technology all the time they do they do so what the fuck ghost i don't know listen ghost we're just trying to get through a 30 minute <laughs> podcast can you just wait oh, 30... we're trying to do can you just wait 30 minutes i mean it's not like you have you don't have all the time in the world <laughs> well it's either like do that just leave us alone or just like become a full body apparition so we can be like wow yeah. look at that let's take a picture like why be subtle about shit yeah, like knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah, and don't be an asshole in the wall. Hopefully, it's not an asshole in the wall. So check all your walls. I don't think so. I will check them all. <laughs> I'm just that wouldn't have anything to do with the weird alien noise. But the fact that you're like aliens, I'm like, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's probably true. Sounds about right. All right. Well, I can hear you now. Okay, I don't great. know what you were saying for like. Two I don't minutes. either. I don't know. I don't what either. You were but that's okay. So we're just You know what's exciting though? What? Is I get to listen to the podcast later and hear all the shenanigans that I missed <laughs> and probably hear me say, I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a shit show. This whole this whole <laughs> recording is a shit show already. Right from the beginning. Recording has started. They're like, that isn't part of the normal startup. They these two need to get their fucking act together over here name of the podcast episode is it's a shit show shit shows yeah spectacular simply having wonderful christmas wonderful shit show shit show time all right so this is the haunted tree my parents and i lived in a small home that was around 90 years old well that's their first problem uh yeah yeah the year would have been 1996 why does that sound like it's like they're chalk talking about the 1800s? Like 1996 was so <laughs> fucking long ago. I, they're like, well, it wasn't that long ago. I know, but Stop listen, it. listen, <laughs> listen. Okay. Our, the 90s is now considered like oldies and retro, and I don't vintage. Like vintage. I know. I hate everybody. So just, okay. Just needed to get that out of my system. <laughs> just needed to get it out. Okay, so back to 1996. Parents and I lived in a small home. Okay. We lived there from the time I was seven years old to the time I was 19. From the very day that we moved in, I felt that I was not alone. One year around Christmas time, I was having a friend spend the night. The heat had just shut off, shut off briefly, and she and I were sitting in the living room watching television when the temperature dropped substantially. As I rose to turn up the heat, the Christmas tree began to shake violently. Ornaments were falling off right and left, and she and I were terrified. We ran upstairs and lay down on my bed. My white cat curled up with us, and my door was open slightly. When I gazed out at the dark hallway, I was horrified to see a tall white figure run down the hall. I turned to my friend, and she acknowledged that she had seen the same exact thing. She never spent the night ever again. 
I have chills all over my body right now. You know, I never thought about like getting a Christmas tree and then the Christmas tree is haunted. Oh my gosh. But that could be a very real thing. Yeah. Like, do they hate, does this ghost hate Christmas? Like why, why attack the Christmas tree? Why? Yeah. Violently shaking it. And could you imagine just your tree? You're just sitting there watching TV and your tree just fucking goes off and just fucking starts shaking. And you're like, oh, must be one of the cats. And then you're like, oh, all the cats are right here with me. So what do you do? Then I would be like, is there a squirrel? (laughs) Squirrel. Honestly, I'd prefer a ghost to like a random (laughs) squirrel in my house. Same. I would, I would definitely welcome. Now, if bring it's, on the ghosts. What if it's a ghost squirrel? Is that acceptable? no? Hell no, no, not no. Okay, then you can't even fucking kill that shit. That's no, sounds, no. You can't get rid of it. Fuck, you're haunted forever, and they don't even they don't even talk, so you're fucked. You don't even know why they're there. Okay, so this just you went down. Can't communicate. This got really. We can't communicate with a dead ghost squirrel in our Christmas tree. <laughs> Where the fuck did this story go? How did that happen? I don't know. But we you went know, down a squirrel hole. <laughs> no. But um, that was a good one. No, was, it wasn't. It was terrible. You're like, no, that was a dad joke right there. That was bad. I'll let you go, just because it's the ho- right. it's the holidays and shit. I can't make fun of uh, you. Okay, thank you. Next week, though, when it's not the holidays, I'll just make sure I I call all bets you. are off. All bets are off. Okay. By the way, this is the website from, it's called Cafe Mom, by the way. This is the. Oh, okay. So it seems pretty, pretty cool. Okay. The next story is the figure in the recliner. I feel like anything with a story with a recliner, just there's always a dead person who, who died in the recliner. I don't like it. And, you know, I've actually known people who have passed away in a recliner and obviously they were in their nineties, but it's just one of those things that like, if you bring in an old recliner, from someone else's don't. house. I'm like, someone probably fucking died in that easily. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't buy a used recliner. No. You don't know what is still lingering in that recliner. No. Okay. I don't even know what this story is about other than the figure in the recliner. So we're going to find out right now. My mother. Not okay. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. My mother, to whom I was very close, passed away in 1964 when I was 17 years old. I left home that year and moved to Ontario from Nova Scotia. In 1969, I met a girl whom I will call Karen, and we got married in March of 1970. In December of 1971, we were expecting our first child. We were living in a small one and one and a half bedroom bungalow. There was a fireplace in the living room. My wife and I loved the fireplace and we had it lit every night. It was Christmas Eve, 1971, and we had just finished putting the gifts under the tree and a nice fire gave off a beautiful glow. On the tree, one string of lights, which was supposed to flash, had stopped several days before. It was five minutes to midnight when the fireplace suddenly just about went out and the string of lights started to flash and the other lights stopped flashing. My wife and I were sitting on the floor and it had become very chilly in the room. I looked over to my lazy boy chair, and a figure was sitting there. Oh. My mother, with a big, beautiful smile on her face. My wife, who had never met my mother, said she could see the same thing, 
This ghost never spoke, but just kept looking at me and my wife and smiling. At 12 midnight, the fire in the fireplace started up again, and the lights in the tree stopped flashing and the others started flashing again. I looked over in the chair and the ghost was gone. No matter what I did to those Christmas lights, they never flashed again. Okay, I can't tell if that story is creepy or really, really sweet. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. I can see that. Um, to me, just, I think, cause I'm just literally sitting here like with a fireplace in front of me and if, and a Christmas tree <laughs> and that's why it's freaking me out a little bit. Cause like, am I going to look over and just see someone sitting in a chair? A I figure. Don't... <gasps> yeah. Like these are like full blown. Like I saw a figure running down the hallway versus sitting in a chair. Now they're just getting bold. Yeah. Well, it's interesting cause all these Christmas hauntings are like, a little bit sweet like none of them yeah. are like creepy super yeah. i mean that one was a little creepy but it was also sweet yeah. so i appreciate that i can definitely appreciate yeah. that it's uh it's definitely not terrible to see your loved ones around the holidays in a ghost no. in a ghostly manner so if you are listening and you know maybe this gives you a little bit of hope that any signal again like i said gives you uh, a little warm fuzzy it might be them yeah yeah, so, uh, all right, you ready for another one? And I think this might be oh, the, yes. last, the last one here. All right. The Ghostly Christmas Choir. On Christmas Eve night, 1978, at about 3 a.m., no surprise there, in Klamath Falls, Oregon, sorry if I jacked that up, I was suddenly awakened by a choir singing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. At 3 a.m. You know those choir singers that are out at 3 a.m.? Um, the house was, nope. <laughs> the house was new construction miles from the nearest church. I strained to hear any words that I could understand or a tune that I could identify, but I could not understand the language or tune. I did get a feel of angelic exaltation, reverence, and gladness of heart. This was truly a heavenly choir lifting their voices on high, singing Hosanna in the highest in an unknown tongue without a company, of I can't come. I can't say that word without insurance. Yes. Say that. I can't say it either. Yeah. Nope. No. Removing that from my vocabulary. Okay. (laughs) I examined the television, but it was turned off as was the radio. I explored outside, but the singing was not heard outdoors. The way the countless male, female and children's voices entwined together, the tonals going from operatic highs to the deepest bass voices in perfect harmony. It must have lasted about 10 minutes, but it was touching for an eternity. So do you believe any of these ghost stories are really true? And if anybody has any holiday hauntings, they want to share of their own. But I mean, fuck. Like, I know it's like I'm torn because... I'm sorry, if I hear anybody talking at 3 a.m. that I don't see. Yeah. No. No. You just don't. And don't, you know, don't go investigate singing choirs (laughs) at 3 a.m. That's my first tip of the day. No, if I heard a choir sing at 3 a.m., I would think I was seriously losing my mind. Fucking right. You were like, oh, did I fall asleep to a podcast again? <laughs> You'd be like checking. <laughs> no, that. Okay, seriously, like, there have been nights where I wake up and I'm like, who the fuck is talking? And then I realize that my <laughs> podcasts are still going on. I'm like, oh. 
Okay, I'm not going crazy. I'm not hearing a ghost. It's literally just my phone. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Well, I hope we are very soothing to listen to and fall asleep to because our shenanigans are fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's really all I have as far as, you know, little holiday stories. But I know there's got to be plenty out there if anybody wants to share any. Do you have any any of your own? Anything no, weird? but I... I love the history about like that Christmas Eve was like a time to tell ghost stories and get spooked out. Like I wish that never ended and maybe we're coming back to a place in life where that's going to start being the norm because I know a lot of people love Halloween. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with even that. um, I just watched Wednesday on Netflix Mm -hmm. and it was so good. And it's just like, they're, they're calling her goth, which, I mean, she's not really goth. She's just playing a part. But, you know, it's like all that, you know, emo kind of style is coming back. And it would be fucking awesome if we can incorporate or someone just kicks off the fucking tradition of haunted stories on Christmas Eve. That would be like my favorite. Yeah. We no, should just do it. I'm going to start brainstorming this and like. We should yeah. do something spooky next yeah. year around Christmas. I love it. We still have to do some more tours. I would like to still get to like Gettysburg, um, maybe even some of the Amish farms like up that way, Lancaster. Um, yeah, actually, incidentally, I remember around Halloween you were sharing like a link of, I think, hauntings in Bucks County mm-hmm. and Aaron Burr House was on there. Oh, yeah. There's so many ha- and. Doug and I were looking at a place to like go like for a bed and breakfast and the Aaron Burr house was like the first one that came up. Ooh. Let's so do I it. think we're going to go in like January or February. I think we're just going to do a little getaway. And I was like, you know, this place is haunted. Right. And he's like, okay, cool. That's awesome. So. And then he's like, great. Like I don't have to deal with that enough. <laughs> <sighs> then you That's just say the he was text. Yeah. Great. I'm just gonna Great. need you. I'm just gonna need you to come to that haunted house with me, honey. It'll be so much fun. It's like super It'll romantic. It'll be so nice. It'll be super so- romantic. Um, I hope that somebody whispers or sings a carol at 3 a.m. Whisper sweet nothings in my ear while you're. I sleeping. don't want that. No. <laughs> well, they seem to follow, you know, us around. So. <laughs> We are pretty cool to hang out with, but really, I mean, yeah. please don't scare us. We don't, we like to be scared, but we don't like to be scared. Wait, a little off topic for just a second before I forget to even bring this up. Cause we need to, at some point watch this and then watch it or talk about it together. Is that fucking movie coming out called Megan? I have not heard anything about this. <gasps> Whoa. It's a fucking like life-size doll walks and talks and everyone just thinks it's okay and then she gets fucking crazy and like hurts people and she's like why the best was friend. everyone okay with i it? don't i guess because they just thought that that's what the doll was supposed to do like hi oh. blah, blah, blah. and it was like so polite and then let me just look up the 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 plot of it is just fucking ridiculous all right, Megan. I doll. need to watch Mm-mm. trailer about this. Yeah, the trailer is fucking horrifying. It's actually coming out in 2023, January 6th. That's coming out. Oh, okay. So it says Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. 
designed by Gemma, a brilliant uh, roboticist, Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of friend and teacher, playmate, and protector. While when Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype, a decision that leads to unimaginable consequences. And I don't even need to tell you. First of all, she looks like um, Elizabeth Olsen, like one of the Olsen sisters. Like how? Yes, she does. Yeah. Yeah. So, So it definitely looks like, yeah, it's just, I mean. The Olsen twins are terrifying looking enough, so we don't need replicas of them in doll form that walk and talk. Well, I'm definitely going to watch the trailer, and we should go see it. Yes, let's go to the fucking movies. In the movie Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, do you have anything else for this evening, Shelly, before we... No, I think think we're good. We talked about, you know, ghosts stories around the holidays we had a history lesson the aliens descended upon us so i think we're good we're good check 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 <laughs> mother flipping check all of it all right mother flipping mother flipping check um yeah i don't know i'm losing my mind over here happy holidays everybody and um please please send us your stories at are you afraid of ghosts at gmail.com we would love to hear from you um And I really appreciate if you're still listening to us from the beginning, you're just as crazy as we are. So thank you for staying on the crazy train. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shelly. Well, I hope you have a good night and uh, sleep well. 